the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at LargoCC.org. Jesus is anointed. We can experience Jesus and His anointing, strength, and love as we come into a relationship with Him today right here at this holy altar. We can be renewed in our faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul refers to God as the God of all comfort. Is there a statement more comforting in this age of discomfort? Listen today as Pastor Jack Morris unfolds this truth in the message, God of all comfort. Now notice it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Guess where I got my sermon title? The God of all comfort. No limitations and no deductions. The God of all comfort. Can you say that? The God of all comfort. We need comforting. Our land needs comforting. Our church needs comforting. We need the comfort of God. And God is here to bless and to do something just beautiful today. I'm excited. I'm excited for you and I'm excited for me at what God is going to do. But I want to talk about discomfort and then we're going to move right into comfort. But I hope that I don't go off and start talking about particular areas of discomfort because there's not only areas in our politics and in our health, but you and I have our own areas of discomfort. And there's where I want to go and help you in that particular area. The Lord put this on my heart because he cares for you and he loves you and he wants to comfort you. Now, here are some areas, at least three areas for the church. (coughs) I'm talking about the church today. Areas that bring discomfort to you and me, to the church. Three areas. Area of anxiety. Oh, yes. God's people have anxious feelings from time to time. Anxiety is when you you fear the future. You're you're, you're not specific about anything. Like if you say, well, I'm afraid to fly in in an airplane. Well, that's fear. You can point to something. You can call it by name. But if you just think of the future and say, I I just feel uneasy and feel nervous that that something bad might be happening. I I can't point my finger at any particular thing, but I, I just feel uneasy. That's anxiety. Fear is when you can specifically point to something. Anxiety is when you feel the same way, but you can't point at anything in particular. So fear and anxiety does indeed come to Christians, to all of us. But God's going to help us in that area. 
That's an area of discomfort. Another area is a fuzzy relationship with God. We know that he's our father. We pray to him, our father, which art in heaven. We, we talk to him. He hears us. He talks to us through his word and revelations of his word. And we hear him. Uh, but there's that fuzzy relationship. Now, we have what I'm going to call scraps of relationship. Every once in a while, we get a little scrap. We think, oh, I felt the presence of God. And then all of a sudden, we're back into anxiety again. Then, then we get another little scrap. But I'm talking about an ongoing relationship that God wants us to have and that we can have. And if we follow his directions, it'll be here for us. And the third is, when you have anxiety and you have the only scrap relationships with God, you begin to doubt his love. You really do. It isn't that, that you would come out and say, oh, I, I just, I know God loves me all the time. But our feelings, our thoughts, and even our behavior says, not our mouth maybe, but our behavior and our thoughts say, I wonder if he really loves me. If he did, these things wouldn't be happening to me. You, you just got to get online Thursday night and hear this simple message, how God answers prayer. Now, the effects of that anxiety and that fuzzy relationship and that feeling and behavior that you, you know you're, you're beginning to feel that God doesn't love you, the effects of that is you feel unworthy of his blessings. You just feel, I, I, I just feel unworthy. I, I don't deserve it. And, and the second thing is that you, you feel that entering into the presence of God is, is, is something that you're, you're just not anxious to do. <coughs> that, that, that feeling that I, to go to the throne of grace when I have all this anxiety and I'm just not sure of how close I am to God or how far I've drifted from God and I want to be closer to God. And, and then does he really truly love when all of those thoughts begin to go through our mind and all of us have gone through those times and we'll go through them again. Uh, then we begin to wonder, does he really answer prayer? How does he answer prayer? I don't feel that he's hearing me. I don't even feel like going to the throne of grace. Friend, listen to the message today. Again, anxiety is about tomorrow, the future. There was a friend of mine in the church many years ago. He's living way out west now. His wife told me that uh, he was so anxious about what was going to happen tomorrow that he didn't even want to go to bed at night because he thought, if I go to bed and go to sleep, I'll wake up and it'll be morning and I'll have to face this situation. He said, it'll just come too quickly if I go to sleep. But if I sit here and stay awake, the night will be long and it'll be longer time coming for me to face tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow uh, can be very uh, threatening and hurtful, even in our thinking. But God has tomorrow in his hands. Friend, when we listen to me, uh, whatever is going on in your future, whatever has, uh, that you're anticipating tomorrow, when you step into tomorrow, you'll find that Jesus is already there. Say, come on in. He's there ahead of you to welcome you. And here is a fact that 90%, it's been documented, 
90%, this, this has been documented by, by science, uh, a secular science, that 90%, over 90% of the things that we fear never happen anyway. But our minds are so conditioned to fear and to have anxiety, to be afraid, feel threatened. It, it, it's, a, it's a terrible, terrible situation. We, we sing that chorus, he's got the whole world in his hand. Remember, we just sang it a few weeks ago. And I like to sing it, and we should sing it. But we need to begin to act and live like it. It's not just a song to be sung. He's got the whole world in his hand. Hey, we like the beat. How about the words? How about the experience that he's got you and me, brother, you and me, sister, in his hand? He does. He really does. And sometimes it's hard to really believe and accept it. But open your heart this morning. The Holy Spirit is speaking and working in you because he knows what's going on and he has come as your spiritual, emotional healer to bless and to minister to you today. So anxiety. What about that fuzzy relationship with the Lord? A fuzzy relationship. Parents, we have a lot of parents here today. There was a thunderstorm one night. I mean, a big thunderstorm. I mean, the lightning flashed and and the the windows just rattled. And this little boy, about four years old, he got out of bed and he went to his parents' room. And uh, there in the night, the mother opened her eyes and looked into the darkness. And there stood that little four-year-old boy standing there, not touching her, not saying anything. But she just sort of intuited that somebody was there. And she looked up and she saw him. And in a moment of time, she knew what was going on. She threw the covers back and she says, come on. And he climbed in. Now, it wasn't the pillow that comforted him. And it wasn't the the covers or the blanket that comforted him. It was the presence of his parents that comforted him. Friend, we have to experience the presence of God. But we can't wait from Sunday to Sunday or communion to communion. We have to have an ongoing relationship. And I would encourage you to at least read one chapter of the Bible every day. You've got to cultivate this relationship with God. And as you cultivate it, that relationship will become real and more real as you seek the Lord and have those times of prayer and the times of Bible reading. Now here's, here's how you're going to restore the 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 blessing of the Lord. It says in the book of Acts, chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, which is the birthday of the church. Most theologians look at that as the birthday of the church. Here's what the disciples and the congregation of thousands of people did. This is what they did on a daily basis. Acts chapter 2, the apostles' teaching, the word of God. They gave attention to it. Pay attention to the word of God. But if the word of God stays like this all week long or day after day, then this is not the word of God, even though we hold it up and say this is the word of God. If, it, if God is speaking, I want to hear what he is saying. The word of God. The early church worshiped the Lord, meaning they ascribed praise to God. They thanked God. They told God, I love you, God. I praise you, God. 
I thank you for my food, dear Lord. I thank you for my home. I thank you for my spouse. I thank you for my church. I thank you for my pastor. When you're thanking, then you're in the place where God wants you to be. Give thanks to the Lord. That's how the early church had a Pentecostal experience. That's why God performed miracles every day. That's why the the priest even came into the relationship with the Lord. But today it seems like there's there's not a lot of soul winning going on because we we are sort of drifting in our Christian experience. And I, I don't want to be hard on anybody today, but I want to be factual. I want to tell you that God loves you and he wants to work through you because you are the only people on earth that he's going to work through. He doesn't work through only people and your people made in his likeness and image and he blesses you so that you will bless and be a blessing to others pastor morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation to join us in worship this sunday at the largo community church in Bowie, maryland at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word that is sure to encourage your faith and spiritual formation in Christ. The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Now, why has he done all of this? to give each of us a ministry in this world. Notice what it says. Who comforts us in all our troubles. No place in the Bible that it, doesn't, that it says that you're not going to have troubles. He said you're going to have all your troubles. All your troubles. And so we're going to need the comfort and the blessing of the Lord. And he is here to comfort us. Here it is in his word. This is why he put it in the word. Because we're his children and he wants to comfort us. And bless us. Jesus is anointed. We can experience Jesus and his anointing strength and love as we come into a relationship with him today, right here at this holy altar. We can be renewed in our faith. Now, notice verse 4. I'm going to read verse 4. Who comforts us in all our troubles. Why? So that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. When God comforts you and me, there will come forth a comfort from our lives that will comfort others because people are mourning. I don't think I know a person today who doesn't have a need from the Lord. Something they need to pray about. Someone they need to pray into the kingdom of God. A physical need, a spiritual need, an emotional need financial need. Oh, there, there are needs, many needs, and so he comforts us in all our needs, in all our troubles. I'm going to tell you a story, and I, I hope I don't lose you in this story because it's, it gets a little long and it gets a little complicated. It's a story about a, a German theologian during World War II, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was a German, pastored a German church, received his Doctor of Theology degree, came over to America, studied for a little while at Union Theological Seminary in New York City, and the war was just about to start. 
uh, in, uh, in Europe. Hitler was on the march, Nazism was even infiltrating the church. Listen to this. The pastors and some of the pastors and some of the churches got the Nazi troops together and blessed them. Blessed them. So that they could go out and kill more Jews. Pastors. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, I'm going back to Germany because someday Germany is going to win the, and overcome Nazism and I want to be there to help them to rebuild. I'm a rebuilder. Friend, <laughs> we're either tearing down or we're building up one or the other. And he said, but I can't, I can't stay here in the safety of the United States and then go back when the war is over and help my country rebuild. He said, I can't do that. And, and his friends told him, said, you're a professor now at the university. We need you. Don't go back. Your life will be in jeopardy. He said, I have to go back. I can't help rebuild. Friend, be a rebuilder. There's too much destruction. And he went back to Germany. Well, he got a radio broadcast and he denounced Hitler. He began to write letters and uh, postcards to all the people of the church and his congregation denouncing Hitler. Well, I'm going to fast forward as quickly as I can. Well, he was arrested by the Gestapo and uh, three months, three months before the war was over, he was hung in Flossenburg concentration camp. Three months before the war was over, they hung him. But before they hung him, he wrote to his fiancée out of prison. This is, this is the, he wrote letters, but he wrote a poem, and this poem comforted her. He no doubt had a premonition that his life wasn't going to last very much longer. So this is the poem. Should it be ours to drain the cup of grieving, even to the dregs of pain, at thy command we will not falter, thankfully receiving all that is given. Whatever God gives, we're going to take because he's going to give us the grace to take it. And three months after he wrote this, three months later, they hung him. Well, story doesn't end there. Somehow, a lady here in the United States got a hold of his letters and this particular poem. That's only one stanza of the poem. Across the Atlantic came the words and letters and poem of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Eighteen years later, I don't know how this lady got a hold of it, but this lady's husband, well, it wasn't her husband yet, he was her fiancé, and he was killed in a sledding accident. And she got a hold of these letters and this poem, and it brought comfort to her. Well, her fiancé's parents were going to become her in-laws, and it was Joe and Malo Bailey, who lived uh, uh, here in the Northeast. And she sent the poem to them to comfort them that their son, her fiancé, died. 
And fast forward now another 12 years. There was a pastor in Boston, Massachusetts, who was going to a hospital daily visiting an elderly lady, a very old lady who was dying. And he would try to comfort her, pray with her, and help this old lady. Well, he wrote to Joe Bailey and asked him, he said, I've given her everything I could give her. I don't know what else. Do you have any literature? You see, Joe Bailey was an author. And he, he said, can you send me anything? Joe Bailey took this poem that Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote to his fiancée years and years ago. And he sent the poem to the pastor. Well, the pastor took the poem and the letters of Dietrich Bonhoeffer into this old lady and gave them to her and asked her to read them. Well, she stayed awake nearly all night reading that poem and those letters. The next morning, here comes the pastor. And she told him the story. She said, Dietrich was my fiancé. He wrote me that poem from prison. We were to be married, and he was hung before we could be remarried. And two or three hours later, she died. Friend, God has given you and me something. He's put something in our hearts and in our hands. We can't be quiet or still or dormant with it. We have to give out and share and love. For you and I are the salt of the earth indwelt by the Spirit of God. What has God given you? Who have you shared that with? Let's be God's instruments on this earth. Lord willing, next Sunday, I'm going to pick up this message of praising Jesus. Let me read it again. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God has done marvelous things. Just stop and think. How much longer do you and I have? Friend, if you're ever going to do something, do it now. I've heard people say some of these days, you know, when my hectic life cools down a little bit, I I will join the choir. Or some of these days when this is, uh, life is smoother, I I will teach that class. Or, uh, friend, ministry is not only in the church, but it's in your home and where you work and with your loved ones and with your neighbors and with your friends. It doesn't have to be in the building, but we certainly do need workers or our children are not going to hear the truth. But friend, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to praise the Lord and worship God. Today is the day to share. Today. I'm saying, well, when I make more money, I'm going to tithe. I doubt it. (laughs) Do you know the Lord as your Savior? It's because of Calvary. And today, this is Calvary. This is Golgotha. This is the Mount of the Skull. All because Jesus didn't come down from the cross where they said, if you're the Christ, we'll believe if you'll come down. Or there'd have been those people there converted. But you and I would never have been converted because our sins would never have been atoned for. We have so much to praise God for. 
Let's praise Him today and praise Him tomorrow and praise Him all week and come and hear the message on praise and learn how better to be a person of praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. God is our Father, and He loves us, is with us always, and comforts us in all of our struggles and trials. Reach out to Him today and seek His presence in your life. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. Thanks, Eric. Before I leave you today, I want to thank you for your prayers and your financial gifts for the support of this ministry. You're my partner. I'm your partner. We're on the same team. We're on God's team. God bless you as you continue to pray and give. And I thank you. God bless you. I'll see you next time. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.